And we are live. What's going on, everybody? It's your favorite truck driver in the whole wide world. It's Bitcoin Ben. Live from Arnold, Missouri. The thriving metropolis known as Arnold, Missouri. Welcome to the show, guys and gals. Today, we got a great episode because we have news about Coinbase. I talk with my New York guy. They're still... These whales... Wait. These whales... They haven't slowed down at all. They're, they're still on an over-the-counter slash private buying spree. Anybody who has a large amount of freaking Bitcoin... They can sell it pretty easy now. The liquidity in this market is ridiculous. It's it's probably one of the, the most fluid markets in the world of a real asset. You know, Stocks and bonds and treasuries and and all these other entities have so much rehypothecation in them that it's simple. It's simple to make large purchases and not ever... uh, Never really hold or never really receive the certificate of authenticity of the asset. Well, with Bitcoin, you're, when it is delivered to your wallet, that is the receipt. The transaction information is the receipt of the address. Now, what makes this so relevant is while the general public is looking at the price, right? While the general public is looking at the price on my Coinbase and all these other platforms. Whales? Irrelevant. They're looking at big buys. That I guarantee the price that these whales are paying is not what you're seeing on Coinbase is not what you're seeing on Kraken. That's not what these whales are are actually paying. FYI, there are now companies, listen to me, folks, there are companies now forming that all they do is they do small accumulative purchases all month. 
and then they transfer that to Wales. That's what the company does. They go on Coinbase, Kraken, and we've seen this. We've seen this with addresses where they'll accumulate slowly small chunks of Bitcoin not to push the price up, right? And then at the end of the month or whatever, they transfer off the exchanges into these long hodl wallets. That's what's going on. And now people are making these into companies where that's what they do. All they do is accumulative buy for large whales. Why not? It's a service. If you're a whale, but you don't want to pay whale prices, right? When you're a whale, let me explain to you. When you're a whale, when you want a thousand freaking Bitcoin, you're not getting them at a cheaper price. You're paying higher prices because you want bulk. It's a complete opposite of what you would think it would be. Oh, if I buy more, I get less. Oh, no, not in Bitcoin. If you buy more, you pay more because the decentralized nature of it all it, it, it's actually harder to purchase more than it is to purchase a little. How's that? At Bitcoin Ben, if Bitcoin is the future. Why would whales be selling it over the counter? Shouldn't they be holding on to it and force it? My friends, this is an individual's market. All right. Why would whales be selling it over the counter? Because they want to buy a yacht. They want to buy whatever that's that's the uh, we're not talking broke mother pluckers here we're talking rich mother pluckers rich mother pluckers they think completely different than broke mother pluckers broke mother pluckers are looking toward forward to friday all right, rich mother pluckers are, are actually people who 
They've got money. They're just trying to leverage it a certain way. That I get, This might sound odd to a lot of you. There are people in cryptos that will sell at a loss to get a tax event at a loss. I know it sounds weird, but you have to understand rich people live in a different world. Rich people aren't, they're trying, they're trying to get richer, but they're, they're doing it strategically. It's, If rich people, no, if poor people would think like rich people, they would get rich. There's a reason why so many people write these friggin' books. How to get rich. How did I get rich? How did I make all my monies? Then you start reading it. And you basically fall asleep because they're actually talking about like, like taxation, loss swaps and, and, and trust that you roll into and you put it in to, um, you take, you create a corporation. And then you roll that corporation's assets into a trust. And then every year you make sure that that corporation loses money. Poor people can't wrap their heads around that. They're like, wait, so you're building a damn company to lose money? Yeah. Yeah. It's. It is, it's the things that people are taught generationally, right? Like if your dad sells lumber, you'll learn all the tricks of the trade of selling lumber, right? If your dad is a financial hedge fund manager or a sovereign wealth fund manager or runs a family office or something like that, you learn how to make money by losing money. Seriously. There are people that make money losing money for corporations. Did you know that? They'll hire companies and go, all right, I need to lose mm, about 60 million. Not a problem, we're on it. 
and they'll invest. <laughs> they'll invest looking for a losing strategy. I know it sounds crazy, right? It's it's just the world we live in. It's playing the system. Let, all right, we got Bitcoin. Say what? Bitcoin, Ben. Is that called crypto tax lost har- harvesting? I don't think it has an official term. I mean, that sounds like a good one to me. Pluck it. Let's run with it. When they sell cryptos to offset capital gains. Yes. Because let's remember, the federal government has cryptos technically labeled two different things. One branch of the government calls it an asset. Right, the other branch calls it. Uh, I don't remember what they call it. Like a uh, a commodity, maybe or something like. It's all this word salad shit that the government literally. If you know the system, you can play it. How do you think rich people keep being rich? It's because they know the old system. Now, the new system we're moving into with like cryptos, completely different system. Now, for the first time ever, the average Joe, the average Ben, the average no you can front run a whole bunch, a whole bunch of mother pluckers. But, and it's easy for us, right? But so many people don't understand the asset that they're buying, right? The Bitcoin. Let's use the Bitcoin as an example. The Bitcoin is literally hundreds of different things to thousands of different people. In El Salvador, which I'm going to in November, I will be live in El Salvador. Watch for a telegram group if you want to meet me in El Salvador and do some shopping with some Bitcoin, getting some drinks. The first round. The first round's on me. So, oh, Jesus. No, great. Oh, I, I think I'm going to need to bring some Bitcoin. So, in El Salvador, it's a currency. People are shopping. People are living. People are buying. All this sort of stuff. In the bond market, it's, act, it's actually looked at like a bond. Right in uh, 
on the trading floor, it's looked at like a stock. In uh, in other areas, it's looked at as as an asset you can leverage. What do you say, brother? It um, it's lit. It's literally hundreds of different things for thousands of different people. You know, a perfect example. Some people look at Bitcoin like it's real estate, like it's digital real estate. Oh, which is crisis, my friend. Reports or something. Oh, okay. I have no idea what that is. I'll pass it on to Patrick. He'll handle it. (laughs) Got it. Um, It's it's literally like an asset that you can choose almost what it is because it's how you look at it. It's how you use it. You can use it for leverage. You can use it as an asset. You can use it as a currency. You can use it as a hedge. You can use it as all these different things. And that's why Michael Saylor says it is the the future of the global economy, right? It is it's so many things to so many people that add value. Every use case is about adds value because there's a community that will use it for that. All right. Michael Saylor, perfect example, will never sell his Bitcoin ever. He's already said it. He will never sell it. Why why would he? Why create a taxable event when he runs a company, probably several, that he can literally leverage losses on his company against loans that are backed with his cryptos? So he can actually gain the appreciation of his asset and at the same time write off losses on his company or companies. You want to know why Michael Saylor's a freaking billionaire? Not just because he has a really neat company. It's because he knows how to play the game. Why do you think Michael Saylor last week 
was having a conversation with Raul Paul. And Michael Saylor's like, well, of course, blah, blah, blah is a security. I mean, if you understand what a security is, it's because Michael Saylor is a realist with a futuristic view. He understands that he exists in a corrupt system. That corrupt system has rules of management so that the system continues on. It's a pay to play. And a lot of the times, you're not paying money, you're actually paying homage. As long as you you know, maybe kiss the ring or maybe bend the knee to the SEC. You're friendly to them. You don't talk shit. You don't make waves. They leave you be. But if you come out screaming, all right, the SEC has got no authority over me. I'm the best mother plucker to ever mother pluck, and, and, and they have no control over me. Oh, they're going to try and get control over you. Not, not if you're a little guy. You know, the SEC very seldomly goes after the little guy because the little guy ain't going to influence nobody. Now, if they got a whale out there talking shit on the SEC, they'll slap the whale. Hence, how Kraken just recently got like a $1.9 million fine for doing something. You, You know what that is, right? That ain't got jack shit to do with cracking, breaking some damn law. That's got to do with cracking CEO, Jesse. See, Jesse's an old school crypto guy. And he ain't good at being quiet on Twitter. Right? And he... And and he ain't good at being quiet in interviews. So SEC's like, mm, what level of influence does Jesse have? Uh, yeah, we're going to need to find him about $1.9 million. <laughs> Jesse, sit down, brother. We here at the CDSCD STD USDCTD Commission of Oversight or what whatever made up fucking agency of the government, you know, handles the slapdown of that level of guy. All right? Because the SEC goes after the big boys. There's different levels that goes after the smaller guy, 
right? That's why the government shaped like a mafia. Swear to God, look at them, right? The mafia. If if you got a little guy running a little shop and he ain't paying his juice, you don't send your number one hitman at him. No, you send the new guy. Hey, hey, Vito, run over to that little bodega over there. He owes us $250. Don't do too much to him. Slap him around a little bit. But, you know, don't hurt him. Just let them know we got eyes on them. That's the government. See, governments are just mafias that have created this illusion of legal uh, legal structure. Right? The mafia, surprisingly enough, most of them have constitutions. Did you know that? Now they don't call them constitutions, but they do. They have rules they play by at each level. So does the government. It's just, a, it is just a different form of mafia. See, the U.S. government is the biggest mafia in the world. Well, no. Actually, the biggest mafia in the world, you don't know them. They don't have a name. They don't have a group name. Let's put it that way. They don't have the, these people who are like, oh, the, the Bilderbergs. You, not, the Bilderbergs ain't shit compared to the real power on earth. Right, <laughs> the Bilderbergs are more like the uh, the operational, the C level of a corporation. Let's put it that way. But they're not the board of directors. The board of directors. You don't know those names. George Soros ain't on the board of directors. There's about, oddly enough, there's about 17 people in the world that run this world. And you don't know, you may know three names. The rest of them? Nope. They ain't on Forbes, which list. In fact, probably all of them, if you looked at their paper, they're, they're mildly wealthy on paper. See, there's a different type of rich. There's rich on paper, and then there's wealthy. But you look poor or not as rich. It 
we we've had things released in the past, like papers. Some of you may or may not know which ones I'm talking about that outline the structure of where some of the wealthy hide their money, how they do it. Yeah. That story got swept the pluck under a rug real quick. WikiLeaks released him. Then nobody talked about him. <laughs> Except some people on alternative media. See, the real wealth in this world is not money. It's leverage of knowledge. It is it is leverage of activities that are known. It is, you know what? We got you on video, just FYI. Because let me tell you this. If you take a billionaire and you find out his one secret, guess how much money you got? A billion dollars. It's just a line of credit. <laughs> it's a phone call away. Once a month, you call up the billionaire and go, where's my payment? That billionaire will pay you. Or if you need a favor, that billionaire will do it. Right? These are the things. And... It's the things the average Joe, the average Jane, the average crypto hodler doesn't know about. Now, I'm going to play a video. And this is what I want you guys to come away from this with. Remember, retail. Ooh, that's a pie. Good Lord. Let me close this. Quit. I hate when people add me to Telegram groups. Hey, Ben, I added you to a group called We, we Love Fuzzy Little Kitties. Oh, thanks. All right. I'm going to share a screen real quick. Right, share a screen, share audio. This guy here, share. Pow! Scoot me over. Okay, now I know she looks like she's sleeping, but we're actually we're actually gonna wake her up real quick. All right. So here we go. Kate Rooney is here with the story as the shares move near session lows down about one and a half percent. Kate. Hey, Kelly, Coinbase is taking on payroll. The crypto company announcing just now 
plans to let users deposit any percentage of their paycheck into Coinbase accounts directly. That can be in cryptocurrency or U.S. dollars. They say they'll convert paychecks into crypto from U.S. dollars for zero fees as well. In a blog post, the company talking about this really removing a step in funding some of those crypto accounts. And they talk about instant access to the crypto economy. It also talks here about financial services as the next leg in that digital economy. So beyond just trading, really looking to be what they call the most trusted full suite of crypto first financial services. Coinbase, of course, best known for offering Bitcoin and crypto trading, which is heating up. There's a lot of competition there with new entrants like Robinhood, Square. You've got SoFi there as well. Unclear how many of Coinbase's 68 million users will want to put their paychecks directly into Coinbase or into crypto for that matter, as it's pretty volatile. But it is a big move for traditional banking. This is really the first move we've seen from a pretty big crypto company looking a lot more like a bank. And it comes with a pretty tense time for crypto regulation. All right. So we're going to get that out there. See, the reason I wanted to play this was because this is an example of how how retail is going. Right? Yesterday, there was an announcement by a credit card pro processing company. It they actually build the machines that you shove your credit card into, all right? They announced yesterday that all of their machines that they are shipping out now will be able to handle cryptocurrency. Where you walk up, boop, you pay with cryptos. Now, a lot of you are like, why, why would I pay with Bitcoin? Right now? No. I guarantee that when Bitcoin hits $250,000, say $300,000, all of us that have talked shit in the past I ain't never going to get rid of my Bitcoin. I guarantee you're going to take, I don't know, 20 grand, 30 grand. You're going to put it on your phone and you're going to go, you, you know what? I just want to do it. I just want to shop with Bitcoin. Because that is self-validation. That is you hodling for years, accumulating Bitcoin at $50, you know, $100, $250 worth of uh, All right, we have Mr. Dnex. We can't pay with cryptos until it's legalized in money. Otherwise, the taxes are a major problem. Boy, this guy's uh, not really getting it. All right. Um, 
you know that you don't have to report everything, right? You know there are wallets that are anonymous. You you know that, right? You know that you can, like, right now, you don't have to tell the tax man every single dollar that you've ever made because they only know what you tell them. See, it's, right, people have this vision that, that the federal government is literally able to see everything you do. They can see your thoughts, Ben. They're always watching you. No. (laughs) No, they're not. It's that idea in your head that, that makes you act or report or... Or, or comply with them. Who do you think originally coined the term, well, there's only two things in life that I'm sure of, death and taxes. I guarantee that messaging was paid for by the government. The government wants that message out there so that humans, because the government knows how humans' minds work, they just have to fear you. You don't have to hit them. You don't have to always be there. You want to fuck with somebody? Put a camera in a room and not have it plugged into anything. Just a camera. Set it up in the corner. A little fakey. Why do you think these... (laughs) I know of automobile places that have a big sign that says smile you're on camera there's not a damn camera in that building it's just mother pluckers thinking there's a camera in that building see it's 99.9 percent of the government is bullshit. It's all talk. Right? Laws are words on a piece of paper filed into the registry. Oh no, they passed a law. Damn it, man. Well, I was going to do that, but now it's illegal. And they outlawed marijuana in the 70s. 
Anybody know anybody who smoked weed in, in the last 40 years? Just because you make a law doesn't mean anybody's going to give a shit. Plus, it all comes down to enforcement. You ever been driving down the highway 90 miles an hour? You got pulled over by a cop. The cop walks up and goes, hey, man, slow it down. All right. The cop don't want to fill out the paperwork. So he or she's like, yeah. So is that law really a law? No. You know why? Because it wasn't enforced. You ever got pulled over by a cop and have him tell you where you're coming from? So I noticed you left Joe's house up here and you're heading over to Johnny's house over here. Why are you going there? No. That ain't what happens. What happens, cop pulls you over and goes, where are you going? Where'd you come from? What'd you been doing? You have a drink? You have any drink? You didn't have one. You're telling me that you ain't had one drink. And as soon as you say, well, I might have had one. Boom, you're done. Because they have suspicions. You verbally confirmed that you had drank alcohol. Now I have the right to search your vehicle. They only know what you tell them. That's that's why if you get pulled over, have a hot cup of shut the fuck up. Where you, where you going? That way. Where you been? That way. Can I see your driver's license? You have anything to drink? No, nothing, no. Or just have a, or if, you, if you're really feeling feisty, with, and I, I had a friend who did exactly this, right? Exactly this. Got pulled over, never said a word to the cop. Didn't say up plucking word. Handed him his driver's license. That's the only thing you, and uh, and I, I think like proof of insurance or something like, I don't remember the exact story, but never said a word. The cop ran his license, walked back, and did his, 
his license, trying to get him to talk a few more times. And then the cop drove away. Because they only, they only know what you tell them. Now, see, that's where people get, why do you think they have interrogation rooms? Why do you think they want you to talk? Look, I'm on your side. This is how they always play it. I'm on your side. You are? Because from where the fuck I'm sitting, you're on that side of the table. It's all mind games. It's all an illusion. And they just play... They, they, they play an illusionary word game. If you have a hot cup of shut the pluck up, guess what? They got nothing. They know nothing. They got nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just saying. So, guys and gals, with cryptocurrencies, Of course, this is the future. It's just if you participate in it. See, there's more and more of us accumulating wealth. There's more and more of us accumulating cryptos. I I talked to a guy yesterday that, that was out in Wyoming at like a meeting with some university told me that Walmart is funding classes at universities on blockchain. Walmart. Do you know why Walmart would be funding the creation of a curriculum at a university. Anybody? Because they know where this is all going. You don't. This is something else. Guys and gals. You know that you don't have to have someone admit that they're screwing you in order to know you've been screwed. See, us in the alternative media space, right? When I talk to all my friends in cryptos, then I get on my show and I'm like, holy cow, guys, this is going on up in New York. This is going... <coughs> Every time somebody in in the comments goes, really, what's your source? What's your source, Ben? Who verifies what you say? I do. 
Well, I got to have somebody admit what you, you just said. Okay. Then ask somebody that knows. I mean, if, if you know that somebody stole your car, right? If you watch, if you watched them do it, and then they came back, or no, you didn't watch them do it, but you know they did it. Why do you have to have them admit it in order to actually say, that somebody stole my damn car? I don't need people who admit anything. Like, I know the government's corrupt. Do I need Joe Biden to admit it? No, I don't. Because then we have people who who say, well, we don't know if Joe Biden's corrupt. What do you mean we don't know? Well, he's never admitted it. Well, no shit, idiot. He's corrupt. If you have to wait for somebody corrupt to admit that they're corrupt, before you say they're corrupt, you're an idiot. Because you're going to be sitting there a long time. Right? If your logic tells you, yeah, there's something corrupt here. Something doesn't add up. There's holes in this here. But I'm not going to say nothing because nobody's admitted nothing. Live your life like somebody admitted that they were corrupt in the government. And guess what? Odds are you're going to be right. <laughs> It's your gut. Your gut tells you. Yeah, yeah. California crypto cowboy. Remember when Al Capone admitted he was a criminal? Nope. <laughs> you know why? Because he never did. All right. You ever come home and catch can catch your wife in bed with another man? Are you going to go, honey, are you really cheating on me? Uh, no. Oh, thank God. Whew. This is the first time you've cheated on me, right, honey? 
Yes. Oh, good. Well, at least it was just once. Huh? The truth is, folks, there's a lot of stupid people out there. <laughs> but, c'est la vie. It is what it is. All right, everybody, thank you for watching the show. I am leaving here in about three hours, and I'm going to Utah. I will be in Utah on Friday for a conference. Now, if you're near Utah, there's a link under here. Let me, let me make sure it's on here. Yes, it is the last link. It's the Salt Lake City Summit. And you can get tickets. I think it's only like $35 for a ticket. I'll be there like Coin Lisa. Patrick, my partner, is going to be there. Um, uh, Miss Teen Crypto is going to be there. Um, God, pretty sure, uh, Jim Flanagan's going to be there. Pretty sure, uh, Litecoin Leader's going to be there. There's, there's, there's going to be a ton of people there. So if you're near Salt Lake City, come on down, grab it. Grab a ticket. We're probably going to hang out Friday night and get some drinks. So, um, it, wait, is is Salt Lake City a dry? I don't know. A lot of Mormons in Salt Lake City. And I don't know all of the Mormon rules. I'll have to get the Mormon handbook. Okay. All right. Everybody, have a great day, and I will absolutely, positively, 100% see you guys next time I see you. Love you. Where's my pointer? Uh, there it is. Bye. Oh, and I will be shooting a show there live on Friday.